promotional consideration paid for by the following. Impact Wrestling is now on Access TV. Catch all the action every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. Visit AccessTV.com for more information. Don't forget, Slammiversary 2020 is on the horizon live on pay-per-view July 18th. Go now. Make sure you get that pay-per-view because last year was phenomenal. I should know I was there. I enjoy it. I One of the best pay-per-views of 2019 Everybody from other promotions even said so. Don't forget, you can start your Impact Plus 30-day free trial right now. Head over to plus.impactwrestling.com. And if you miss any of the Impact action, you want some exclusive Impact content, go to Impact Wrestling's YouTube page. Be part of the 3.5 million wrestling fans getting interviews, recaps, highlights, and much more. Search Impact Wrestling right now on YouTube and enjoy a ton of exclusive content. It's time for the Wrestling with Sports Podcast. I'm Dennis Farrell. He's Jason Kindle. Sometimes on the show, but here today, Brett Boone. Guys, happy 4th of July. I cannot wait. I know, Jason, this is your favorite time of year. Yeah, no, I, you know what, Dennis? It's uh, good to be back, and it's good to have uh, Booney on, too. And I don't like 4th of July. I don't like fireworks. I don't, don't like them. All right. And uh, Brett Boone, welcome back. Thanks. Good to see you guys. I, I, you know what? I'm looking forward to Fourth of July. I, I'm supposed to say, but uh, no, I'm, we're going to go to the beach, a little beach day with the kids, and uh, we'll barbecue at a buddy's house. So it'll be harmless. Uh, nice three day weekend for some of us working guys. I'm I'm pretty excited for it. Look, there's a lot to, to get to. I'm going to start off right now with what came across the wire. At least. This week I found super interesting and excited is the rumor. And like I said, I don't know if this is like a real thing, a fake thing. If someone mentioned it and it got legs, maybe you guys can shed some light on. But Barry Bonds playing in 2020? Brett, what the heck? Oh, Dennis, I I, I did see that clip. And, and I think it was F.P. Santangelo. I think who is uh, does the TV or the radio for the national. I think he was just throwing it out there as a what if. Uh, and actually I read into it. I'm like, there's no way, but it, but it wasn't, it didn't have Barry quoted, didn't have him saying he was considering, uh, considering it, man. If anybody playing? can do it, playing. Do it. you're talking about playing. Well, yes. Playing yes. just to add, but I, I would say if anybody could do it, it'd be Barry. <laughs> yeah. But I think, but I think, uh, you know, I think that was just a what if kind of a pipe dream to add to this, you know, this crazy season, whatever it's going to be uh, with the DH in the national league, they were thinking about having Barry DH, but uh, yeah, it'd, be, it'd be a cool story. I, I don't think it's going to happen. No, I, I, I this, for, this is the first I've heard about it. Um, I'm going to have to. It, it actually got legs and I was pretty, really? when, yeah, when it came across and like all the major networks kind of picked this up and I was blown away. 
when it came through. I mean, you look around the internet, it, it's it's crazy. But let's start with this. And, and you're right. It was F.P. Santangelo that brought this up, and he tossed around the idea. And I, I guess that there there has been, from what I've read, a little bit of interest. It didn't say from what side or the other. Of course, if I'm the San Francisco Giants, I'm going to be super, super interested in this. But, I mean, with the way Barry Bonds exited baseball as a villain, why would he come back other than to check? I mean, there would be no I, reason. A, first of all, what is he, 55, 56? Five, okay. And like Boney said, if anybody could do it, it it's him, uh, without a doubt. Best I've ever played against, best that I think, I, in my opinion, best in the game ever. Obviously, I didn't play against, you know, uh, Ty Cobb and Lou Gehrig, but I would find anybody, it'd be hard to believe that um, Barry Bond was – it's the best I've ever played against. So I'll just keep it at that. I'm not going to go into it. Let me ask you this, and I'll ask Brett and I'll ask you, Jason, this question, but would he still still be as feared of a hitter today, coming back 55 with these young pitchers as he well, was? I, I haven't seen Barry since I got done playing. I, mean, I don't I mean, know. I mean, if he's in great shape and he's been playing in Venezuela somewhere and, and – Seeing ninety five, there's one thing. Listen, Barry's Barry. Yeah, he's yeah. he can best I've ever played against. But it, it's two different worlds than going out there and seeing ninety five um, live in a real game, as opposed to you know your live batting practices that you have in spring training, which pretty much all the teams are getting ready to do. Um, can can Barry Bonds do it? It, it? Put it this way, just like Booney said, if anybody can do it, it'd be him. But I, I that's a bunch of uh, BS. Well, I, Dennis, I don't, you know what? I'm going to try to give you a good parallel. Because uh, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little bit of a basketball guy, but I like, I like history. And I, I did watch, uh, I'm on episode 10 of The Last Dance. And, uh, you know, I paid attention to Michael Jordan when he was in his heyday, but I wasn't the guy that hung on, you know, watched every game or anything like that. But the way that Last Dance laid it out is pretty cool. It was pretty cool getting to see behind the scenes and, and how Michael thought. And he made a reference. It was, I think it was about the 93 season when I think in his eyes, he was at his peak, peak performance level. And he said, you know, and, and they, they cut the Jordan and I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. He said, it's something like this, not word for word, but he, he made the reference that they were telling me that Clyde Drexler was, uh, was comparable to me. Michael was obviously at the time, the, the, the best player in the world. And he said in that time, and he kind of said it, just candidly, he just said, you know what? The way I was playing in 1993, and he started laughing, and he said, Clyde Drexler, it wasn't even close. And, and looking back at the tape in that time in history, it, it really wasn't even close. So I think if you drew that parallel and you think, okay, if you call Michael right now and put him in an NBA game, is he the Michael Dr Could he score 50 against today's guys? I don't think so. It's the same thing with Bonds. You put him in a game, he's still Barry Bonds. But to think that he's going to be facing these, these 22, 23, 24-year-old pitchers throwing 98, 99, and he hasn't swung a bat in 15 years, uh, if anybody could, could do it and not embarrass themselves, it'd be Barry Bonds. But to, to be feared the way he was, no chance. Booney, though, I will say this. Have you seen any of the Korean baseball? 
if you I, watch I, like I, like at one o'clock in the morning, every plays whatever. I'm gonna tell you I what, I can go hit 300 right now in the <laughs> Korean baseball league. You know the thing I saw about the Korean baseball league is I, I watched their apparel. Like their pants look like like 16 year old travel ball pants. So that that's illegitimate. But how good does the ball look? Right, it'll it'll legitimize the league to me right off the bat. I'm like, you cannot have those that you just picked up the next sporting goods. We got to have like real professional big league pants, and they don't have them, so I can't watch. That, by the way, going back to Barry Bonds for a second, it reminds me of a quote that I, gosh, man, I love, and I can't remember if it was Stan Musial or if it was Ted Williams, but someone asked him, like, it, you know, eighty something or seventy something. If he if he thought he could hit in today's game, he goes, eh, I probably could hit about you know, uh, two seventy. It, it was the Cobb movie. Was it the Cobb movie? Yeah, it was the Cobb movie. It's very. And he goes, Yeah, I, I probably hit about two seventy. Well, why would you hit two seventy? And he goes, Because well, I'm seventy five years yes. old. Yes. Okay. Well, maybe it came from there, but for whatever reason, I guess I equated that quote to one of those two players. I mean, that could that be Barry Bonds, where he go, you know, comes back out and yeah. The only thing that that would do is get people that have lost interest in baseball to, to watch something. I mean, it, it, it also is not reset, happening. And, but it, and, it would also reset his Hall of Fame clock, too. Okay, let's go to the next topic, because I'm done with this. And, and I, you know, I, for baseball, I hope Barry comes back and I hope he hits 85 home runs in 30 days or 60 days, whatever it is, and then everything's great. And Because Barry should be in the Hall of Fame, my opinion. Everybody, I, 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 agree, I agree with that. Everybody, not even close. The Oakland A's are doing something interesting. I don't know, uh, Brett, if you've seen this, but they're selling cardboard cutouts of fans and putting them in the in the seats. And if a home run, a foul ball, or any ball makes it out into the seats and hits that stand up, they mill you that ball, which I think is pretty genius if you think about this now. Let's say it's you know thirty bucks. It'd probably be fifty to a hundred because the, you know you have to send a picture of yourself in. Then they would take the cut out and cut it out and place them in the seats because there's some manpower that goes along with it. But I really think this is genius, and boy, I can't believe more teams aren't jumping on something like this. Um, no, I think you're right. I, I think that's a PR move. I think that's who's got the most. Uh, you know, who who can come up with the best. Kind of, I don't know. Yeah, what's the word I'm looking for? Gener- yeah, generating kinda. revenue. But but I think you know what I, I'm all about that, and I've talked about it a lot. It's like especially since I've, I've retired and and wasn't a player. I think more and more like a fan. And what would a fan want? So if that adds something, and, and that's pretty cool for a fan to get, that would definitely be cool for a fan. You know, we talked about this with miking up people in the dugout. I used to be 100 percent opposed. Now as a fan, I think no, this is good for baseball. And if you can come up with little stuff like that, you're going to have to come up with some some gimmicky things like that in a season like this, especially with there's no fans. When the fans are back, different. But I think any anything, you know, I, I was told as a kid when I when I first got to the big leagues that the best PR you can do is throw a ball into the bleachers. It's the best you could do. And they said, a kid coming to the ballpark, coming down there for batting practice, watch it. As you're walking off the field, flip them a ball. He'll never forget that. And they said, that's the best PR you can do for this game. And so I always flip the balls up there. I, I think it's right on. But stuff like this, I, I think it could be fun. The fans would like it. It all comes down to the fans. If they think it's a cool thing, getting a ball sent to them, why not do it? I, I, I think it's great. But 
once again, this is where Major League Baseball dropped the ball. <clears throat> they, st- they took this from the, the Korean Baseball League because that's what the Korean Baseball League does, getting back to that. And Major League Baseball could have been the, the – I mean, you're talking about like um, – because obviously there's not going to be fans and promotion. They could have been the first to have this done. And the next thing you know, the NBA is going to be there. Because um, it's not just – where did you say it was supposed to be at, Dennis? Oakland. You say, wait, Oakland. Oakland. It's everywhere. It's out here in um, Kansas. I don't know how many stadiums have have, um, have done that. But, I mean, it's more so for, like, the, the season ticket holders is what it is out here. Now, I'm assuming you could probably drop an extra couple bucks and, and, and do that. But um, – they took they took it from the Korean Baseball League because the Korean Baseball League was the first to play, which Major League Baseball should have been the first to play because you got your NFL coming up, you have your NBA, NHL. Now, listen, are they going to get through a full season? Uh, who knows? I mean, I, I personally, I hope they do, but I, I don't think so. I know that the over-under is uh, 25 games in Vegas, um, and I honestly, I'd take the under because everything's spiking so high, and that's they're going to have to. But I guess that all being said is, I wish Major League Baseball would have been the first ones to do this. And then I'd be like, man, that's a that's a great thing, this and that. But I know they took it from the Korean Baseball League. I'll be honest. Kind of looking back at the, the history of me going to games, and I've gone to a lot of games as a fan. I've never caught a foul ball. I've never caught a home run. I've never had a ball tossed. You know what? I take that back. I, I didn't get it tossed to me, but the closest I came was the kid next to me. And, gosh, I want to say – I don't remember what year, but it was at the old Bush Stadium in St. Louis, and Gary Carter was an expo, and he flipped the ball up, and it just landed like one seat over to the kid next to me. Boy, I I think if I would have caught that ball, my fandom for Gary Carter would have been way up here, and he may have been my favorite player because— Why didn't, why didn't you catch it? Because the kid next to me. It just went to the kid next to me. He leaned over. You was couldn't, his, like, jump in front and get it? I, I was a kid. I'm not going to be— You would have been, like, one of my biggest fans if you had done that. If I tackled him, can I track him down now and do it? Jump and, do and it? get the ball. If Gary Carter, if Gary Carter's throwing a ball to to somebody, you jump in front of it and you get it and you run. I can't. I can't imagine that I was even a teenager yet. I had to have been. It doesn't uh, matter how old you were. You get the ball and you run. Nah. That's your own fault. So you can sit there and oh, I'm not a Gary Carter fan because I didn't I get didn't the ball. I didn't say I'm not a Gary fault. Carter fan. Whoa, whoa, I didn't say I'm not. I'm just saying if I caught that ball. I think the whole history of who I would have rooted for would have changed. It kind of what Brett said. If if you know, that I, sounds I, like a total you problem. No, maybe. But Brett said something that was right on the dot, though. Is every time he flipped the ball into the stands, a kid caught it. One of those kids, maybe all that those kids, become the biggest, you know, Brett Boom fan in the world. That's so, that is the, a thousand percent the truth, and um, it, it's even more special, I think, to, to uh, players like myself and Brett. Um, just to see the smile on the face of that kid, like, did, did he, that really happen? Now, obviously we're not going to look at every, we're going to throw a ball up. We're not going to look at every, but certain times, you know, obviously during a the game, there's a lot more going on, but certain times you kind of look and you see that little, that, that, uh, that glow in their eyes and that smile, there's nothing that beats that they're making. A, and you know what, and the, well, the reason Booney probably brought that up and correct me if I'm wrong, Brett, but I remember when I was a kid and, you know, and something like that would happen. And we both grew up in the game. It was still like, I mean, I, I still, to this day, Rod Crew, and I think I've already told the story, but I'm just like, my mouth was, I got a ball from Rod Crew. Now, I obviously went down the gutter because um, we didn't have any baseballs. And my brother made me take it off the mantle and throw it. But besides the point, but I remember how 
special it was to me. And this is on the field after, during batting practice. And Booney has the same experiences that I have. Um, but no, it does. It, it, it's something special. And you always remember something like that. And um, to this day, I'll ever, I'll get some, whether it be an email or mail or whatever, like, hey, you know what? You tossed me a ball back in. I don't remember. But the fact that it does um, it does well, something it, to, it, to, to, to a kid, it's, it's, it's so cool. It's a cool feeling. Well, you know what? When, when this is all said and done and uh, it, it, this, this is a kid's game. And, you know, I, I went from, uh, you know, because we all do our best as players to, to reach out to the fans, to, to, to be a part of their lives, maybe to sign an autograph here and there. And I, and I always went, I always did the best job I could to accommodate as many people as I could. But, you know, some people have to realize, and I, I defend the players all the time, these guys have a job to do. And from 7 to 10 at night, they have a job to give their performers. And they got to get their body ready, and they have they have idiosyncrasies they do, and they have routines, and they go through that. And whenever you can stop and sign some some stuff for the, for the fans, I think that's a great thing. But the problem is is sometimes the fans think you're there to sign their item. No, that's an extra. I'm there to play as hard as I can from 7 to 10 every night. But when I'd be signing those autographs, it was always cooler, uh, not when the collectors were there, you know, Jason, and, and you know all about this, because baseball cards and, and autographs are a big business out there. And, and you're always going to have those collectors that have got the 80 cards, and they're all lined up perfectly. But it was always cool um, when a kid would come down, and he'd, he'd hang his glove over the, over the railing. And all this kid wants is for you to sign his Little League glove. And, and you know tomorrow when he goes to Little League practice, he's going to show everybody at practice his glove. That's what the autograph's all about. That's what the game's all about. So, uh, you know, anytime I could do that, I always did. I love to see when 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 players do that. And, and I see a lot of players do a lot of great things out there. I see them signing for kids. But uh, this is a kid's game. It's all about them. You know, yeah, you're going to sign the adult autographs too. But I think it's always special for a kid, just like throwing the ball up. You know, if you throw a ball up in the stands to a little leaguer and he catches it, what's the first thing he's going to say tomorrow at practice in Pittsburgh? Hey, Jason Kendall threw me a ball last night. That's that's the cool part of it. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this, Brett, because Jason has told that story many times about the, the kind of his hero growing up was Rod Crew, one of the first autographs he got, even growing up in the game. You grew up in the game. Baseball was prevalent around you. Who was your guy? Do you remember the first autograph you got from a pro player? Did it feel that that same way because you were so rooted into the game? I never got an autograph. You know, uh, Dad played with uh, Carew for three or four years in Anaheim. Yeah. I hung out a lot with Rod. Uh, you know what? I, I I've been asked this question a million times. I grew up in the seventies in Philadelphia. On those besides your old man, days. who was your favorite to watch? You know what? I I didn't. Oh, I, I could go through the list. It's like I'd love coming to the yard and one. You got and one. Smitty and Luzinski was the was my closest family friend. I used to sit there with Manny Trio, who was a second baseman, and I'd paint his glove with a shoe polish. I didn't have a favorite, but if you've got to put me on the spot and said yes. who is my favorite guy to just watch, and it doesn't have to be on I the Phillies, it could be anywhere. I don't think it's even close. If you're just talking. The game starts, and who, would I, who do I want to watch for three hours? Uh, begins and ends with Pete Rose. Yep. I knew that you were going to say that's why I had to put you on the spot, because I know that all the great players that played with your dad and growing up there and this and that. But, you know, another guy, why are you not in the Hall of Fame? And I, I don't care what, what's happened to him afterwards, but, I mean, 
come on. I and mean, this is what's wrong with baseball, in my opinion, um, is little, things like this. Okay, you know what? And I understand the whole circle that's going on. And it, when you walk into a locker room, the first thing you see on the um, on our wall is do not bet against baseball. Okay, you know what? He he did it. He screwed up. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's funny as can be that he bet on himself. <laughs> that's just me being uh, – I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, but, pretty but Jason, there's, there's some caveats to that. No, no, no. Okay, no, I, I get it. I get it. What he did was wrong, and it's instantly. But it doesn't. But it doesn't matter if you bet on yourself. No, okay, I, I, I get it. I was just saying that more like for the fans as a funny thing. I understand exactly what you're saying because you cannot do that. Unbelievable. But apparently, you cannot take the roids. Well, you look at the Hall of Fame now. There's, I know for a fact, there's five, six guys that have taken the roids. It's the same thing. Barry Bonds, okay, well, you know what, whatever. Okay, he did. you still got to hit the ball. Um, and and my, my big thing is, you know what, all you're doing is cheating yourself later on in your life because of uh, uh, your family. Because your heart's going to blow up a little earlier than, than it will if you don't. So Pete Rose should be in there. Now, I, I understand because, once again, to the fans, you are 100% made sure of this sign and Booney, when you walk into a locker room, whether it be spring training, any visiting team, or your clubhouse, it says "Do not bet on baseball." And I'm assuming that's the way it is in every locker room. I don't, I don't know, like football and hockey, et cetera, et cetera. But that bothers me. The fact that Pete Rose can't get in, and you know, if they're going to be the whole steroid, this and that, who you still got to hit the ball. You still have to make solid contact. You still have to. This game is not. No, I. That's why I, I, Dennis. This is why I always and, and Brett too. You too. I can't stand what the Astros did because these guys are so good. I don't know how many pitches they got every. Uh, uh, if it was the first day of the season to the end, I don't know. But these Major League Baseball players and Brett and I were at that level. Are so good. It doesn't matter if it's ninety six, ninety seven. It's sinking or cutting. But if you know what's coming. You're going to make solid contact. Now, it, it might be at somebody. You might get out. But if you know at this level what is coming, this game is easy. Easy. So what do you think about the Astros? I think it's the one of the worst things that ever uh, happened because they are that good. Sink, right. cut, how much it breaks, et cetera, et cetera. You know what's coming as a big league hitter? You're going to barrel it up. I'll promise you. Let's let's move on, Uh Thank you for the weekly I hate the Astros rant. Well, it's not a rant. It's 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 facts. It's, it's I mean, the, if at this level, if you know what's coming, you're gonna make. Brett, am I wrong or am I right? If you, I don't, I don't know what the Astros are as far as. Right, right. I've, I've I don't know if it was every I've pitch. Argued, I've already argued with you about this. I need the facts in front of me to see what what was the extent. What was the no level? facts, no anything. Team. If you know what's coming as a big league hitter, if I'm catching well, and you're hitting and I'm like, hey, dude, here comes 98 miles an hour with sink. You're going to well, put it on the, the freaking uh, street. What I'm saying here is, yeah, you know, without, without a doubt, I'm going to have a huge advantage in that situation. But I need to see what was found. And, and, and I just have an inkling that this is widespread. So, so everybody's coming down on the Astros because they were the best team, the best team on paper. And, you know, they ended up not winning the World Series. They got beat by a Nationals team. But 
yes, without a doubt. And, and I've said this on earlier broadcasts. It's like if, if it's come, if we come to find out that Altuve had a a device under his shirt and was getting the pitches, if somebody were to wear an earpiece, my my opinion changes wholeheartedly, and I say That's throw it. the book at it. How do you explain the the, the, the the little piece that came out of the catcher's bat in Washington when he swung around? But, 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 but I'll tell you this. Somebody knows for sure what they were doing. I want to see that. You know, I, make that public. The, the That's problem what you should is, do, a thousand percent. The problem is, is it's not going to be it's not going to be made public because these players that and, testify. And you know what else bothers me about this? It bothers me because there's not going to be any fans. There's not going to be any fans in the stadium, depending on how long they get through. And that's what, listen, the la- I, I don't know how today's game is um, over, over the last two years. I know there's some sensitive guys, and there's not a lot of controversy, this and that. But when Booney and I played, Boomy, call me every name you want so I can give a rat's ass. Today, some guys get a little sensitive about that. And – I'm so curious to see what the Astros do, but because there's not going to be any fans, because they're not going to hear any of that. They're not going to hear anything. They're, they're, gonna, they're getting a um, – oh. they're definitely – to start the season not having fans in, I personally think that as time goes on, I think you're going to see fans. But you're right. They're getting a definite pass on this with no fans to deal with. Uh, which normally they would be. So uh, you know, it, it, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see. You know, let's say they go through the sixty games in the postseason, and uh, no matter how well or good or how bad the Astros play this year, they're still going to be a very formidable team. You know, but the time's going to pass, Booney. And two thousand twenty-one right, right, right. is not going to be the well, same right. as it would have been in two thousand twenty. But here's here's my thing about this whole Astros thing because I don't think I've ever really weighed in. Because if they, if I'm using the fingers here, they did use some sort of outside technology that no bueno, I'm out. I, I don't agree. But if they got creative and used trash cans and, you know, they had a guy out in center field with binoculars, I'm all for it. That's always been part of the game. And you got to give them a little bit of A for creativity, whether you hate it or not. I mean, well, I, Dennis, Dennis, I, I, and listen, I interrupt all the time. You tell me, shut the hell up. I don't care. But I don't think that people understand how good these hitters are it, it's not your not everybody's going to get to the big leagues Listen. not everybody's going to the minor leagues etc cetera, etc cetera. but when you have an idea of what's coming whether it be a, something oh, that runs in sinking whoa, 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 cutting whoa. you have if you hey, know what's hang coming on, hang on hang on God, this is dog, coming. It's, it's such an advantage no, no, to no. the big league hitter no 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 this is coming from a guy that told me on air about the little pine tar on his batting glove in his catching hand you're telling me that you had pitchers you're helping give an advantage to is no different though I'm talking about hitting. No, I, I absolutely. I would glob pine tar. I wouldn't put it on my my neck like the Yankees, dude. I wore a batting glove when I caught. It's the same I had a thing. Little, and, and yeah, I dry, wet. Some guys like this. I boom, boom, and throw it back to the pitcher. It didn't matter. Who the pitcher was. Did anybody know? No. If, okay, but but some guys like it. Some guys didn't. I'm talking about offensively. It's if you know how much somebody's ball, especially in your own division, if you know how much somebody's ball moves, how much it sinks, how much it cuts, how the breaking ball is. Are they on that day? Are they not? How much are sliders? You have such an advantage, a, I, such an advantage, because the guys in the big leagues offensively 
are that good. You're in the big leagues for a reason. No, I do not subscribe to that because what you're telling me is, and I'm not saying anybody's name because I have no clue. You're not going to tell, but I'm going to throw out a name just to, for, to make my point. A Zach Greinke, who has the most electrifying stuff around. You're giving him the added bit of bo- uh, added bit of, of pine tar to a ball to give him even more of an advantage? That's just as bad. Brett, tell him. Tell him, Brett. I'm trying to think because what? Zach didn't – sometimes he wanted it, sometimes he didn't. So, it, 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 well, there, it, what day it was. Here's what I think. Here's what I think. And, and I think I've been pretty clear about this. If there was electronic surveillance, if there was an earpiece, there was a clicker, uh, all bets are off with me. I say throw the book at him. If they found innovative ways to cheat, I say as an opponent, get more creative with your sign giving. Yep. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm in for well, – That's common you know, sense I'm as a catcher. I'm in for stealing signs as much as I can from the human – using the human element, yes. which is me, which is coaches. Uh, as far as putting a camera on the catcher with nobody watching and relaying signs on a, in a real-time scenario, I got a big problem with that with, with, the- with electronic surveillance. But, but that hasn't been proven to me, and I don't have those facts. That being said, I think it's 2020, Jason. It's not our era. And when we are in our era, there were things that went on, but we were kind of all aware of it, and it was widespread. That's what I do know about these little these scandals. It's not just happening with the Houston Astros. It happened to be the Houston Astros were the most visible and at the top of the mountain. So they had uh, I think every team's doing it because every team has a, 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 a camera Correct. in the that, dugout. That's my, well, that's, that's my point, though. If every team's doing it, why are we just burying the Houston Astros? Because I'm going to tell you what, Money, and these are the two things I saw. I don't know anything about what – okay, Jose Altuve had a bad tattoo or something like that. And then the catcher in the World Series of all places, like there's no video there, something falls off his bat. He goes and grabs it. Um, listen, that you and I both have fouled right. the ball off the top, where the, the whether you have a cut bat or not. And, and right, I, think, I think that wasn't Altuve, though. I think that was the. Oh, it was the catcher for the Astros. I, I, I can't think of his I remember, name. I remember what he was talking about. Yeah. Okay, so I'm just I'm giving you another example. So there are things out there now. Is it true? Is it is it going to be a big fish story? Who knows? But the fact that on <laughs> that you're going to what a dummy this guy is. I don't even know his name. And something fell out of his bat. Well, he didn't just foul the ball off the top of the cup. To where a little piece of wood pops up, there was something. And he went to grab it because he swung and missed, and then he saw some pop. So that to me says, okay, well, something's well, I, going I, on. All right. Well, let me tell you what I also think. I think the reason that we're not going to hear about this is because when they did the investigation, they they gave these players that testified to get to the bottom of it, find out exactly what happened. They gave them full immunity. So, so the yeah. names of who testified is never going to be revealed. Therefore, I think they're going to close that case. I think as time goes on and, and people retire from the game and, and he told a friend who told a friend. And oh, the next 20 thing you know, years, it's going to be film, huge. In a few years, we're going to hear about behind the scenes what really went on from some ex-players that were ex-teammates. That, that they, they lost their money and they oh, they don't have any money and, left. And, and you know what? When I get when I get those when I get those stories out there and, and somebody that can cooperate them, well, I might have a different take. As of right now, yeah. I think it's widespread. I think as a defender and as an opponent, 
find a way to get more creative with giving your signs. Then you don't have an excuse. To okay. Well, I am the, I, I was a catcher and I understand exactly what you're saying. And I'll guarantee you probably asked your old man because he probably said something like that too. Cause my old man told me the same thing. There you go. Okay. So that all being said is I'm going to end this conversation with this. If you knew what was coming from, um, let's see here. I'm just going to try to think of uh, <laughs> uh, Seattle Mariners. And you were facing uh, – just give me the uh, – Randy Johnson. Or, wait, Felix on Hernandez. Um, he's on his team too. Um, you're facing uh, Barry Zito at his prime because I'm assuming you face him all the time with, um, in the West. Sure. You knew what was coming. Or, again, know, Kurt Ball, you yeah, you yeah, saw yeah. him so many times you knew the break. You knew the his cut. Yeah, you're yeah, you're yeah. squaring something up all the time, Booney. And like I said, sometimes you might get out because you might hit it somebody. Well, right. You're scoring up though because you were that good. And I can tell that Dennis kind of wants to move on with it. Yes. So I'll just make it really short. Yes, uh, without a doubt, if you're saying to me right now, if you had every pitch that night, so I've got three at-bats against Barry Say, and I'm going to see a total of uh, 15 pitches, I'm going to have a heck of a better chance of having a good night and squaring some stuff off of Barry, whether – as opposed to not knowing anything, but that's assuming that I had every pitch and every at bat, which I still find it hard to believe. Barring having an earpiece in my ear that these Astros ever had. I think it was a pitch here. Booney, and a pitch you are going to have four quality at bats and you're going to square up a ball four times unless they walk you. You're going to right, square all up. All right, listen. Booney, I caught behind you. I know how good you were. Shut the hell I up, know, Jason. And you're squaring up every Shut the hell up, Jason. That you, that you put in play. On. That you are, put in play. You're squaring it up. We're moving on. We are moving on. I'm I'm throwing the flag. We're moving Dennis, on. Don't tell me to shut the hell up again. You just told me I could. Okay. Well, maybe maybe not that. Just say, Jason, can you please shut up? I might take that one. All right, guys. And to wrap it up, the last topic I really want to touch on for this week before we send people off into the great road trips for the 4th of July Ian Desmond, we'll get to his topic here in a second with his comments on why he's not playing. But we saw it earlier with a couple other players. I think we have what Ryan Zimmerman not playing. Uh, Mr. Leak isn't playing. Uh, he was the first one to come out, and I think you'll see more. But before we really talk about his statement on why he's not playing, I got to ask you guys, truthfully, and I think this is going to be the trend this season is you see a lot of players use COVID to cover up an injury to, to maybe rehab, or maybe they're not so on top of their game and they're going to have to step away for a little bit and, and use this as a break. I think this COVID is going to become an excuse for players not to play who should be playing. Well, uh, here, here's, this is my take on it is that, I, I think the, the 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 players that are going to be not involved in baseball this year are going to be the ones that already made money, that have, you know what, and and have obviously personal things at home. Like I know Zimmerman, he has his um his mother's ill. He has a kid on the a child on the way, and maybe that's um Trout or somebody. I, I don't know who it is, but it's going to be the the veteran guys, the older guys that have made their money, and um. They don't want to bring anything home because I'm going to tell you what, there is going to be that one younger player. And this is where the players have to police themselves. And um, that is going to go out. That's going to go out and, and do this and that and find some way to have, and it's going to come back. It's going to happen. Um, so you're going to see the the, 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 the older guys. 
I think, um, like a Zimmerman, like a Leak, like a um, who'd you just say? Zimmerman, Leak, and Ian Desmond. It's like a Desmond Desmond. He just signed a four year or something. So you're going to see guys that are already comfortable um, with their bank account. Now, the question I think I want to ask Brett, and I'll answer this as well. Um, what would you do? Because I already I know what I would do, and it would. And I, and I might as well tell it before you answer. Well, I, 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 all right, go ahead. Well, I mean, no, you, you, go ahead, because I asked you the question. I'm curious uh, to see what you would do. First of all, I'm going to say uh, we're all different, you know, and, and I'm never, you know, if a man decides as a man, I'm not going to play, uh, I'm going to respect his opinion. He doesn't, not a doubt. He, he doesn't, he doesn't need to give me a reason. He, he owns, he owes no explanation to me, Brett Boone. Um, that being said, uh, I wouldn't even think about not playing, whether I was in my heyday where I'd made a lot of money. I have an obligation to my team and my guys, um, especially the players, you know, statistically the COVID and everything. COVID's really not a risk for these guys uh, from a dangerous perspective. Yes, they can get it. I think the interesting thing that's going to play out this year, and I think is going to be the wild card is not only now with the 60 games do uh, do, injuries become a real premium and and uh man they're, they're just so much more important if your main guy in a 162 game season one of your star players goes down you know for 10 12 15 days you can weather that storm in a 60 game schedule that's going to be really tough now on top of that not only do you have to deal with injuries and and hopefully knock on wood the guys stay relatively healthy but you're with the with the protocol the, the safety protocols in place uh and i've discussed this before major league baseball is going to do a, a five-star job as far as having the best facilities the best testing without the best a doctors at disposal. uh but the, but the the downside to that is they're going to be getting tested at least from what i'm hearing it's every other day but there's going to be people getting tested on a daily basis and the wild card is you only got a 60 game schedule so all of a sudden and not to, you know, just just throwing it out there uh, because I'm in Southern California. If a Mike Trout uh, just tested positive, he could be feeling great. There's no symptoms, nothing, but he comes up positive. He's got a quarantine. The next thing you know, half the Angels lineup is quarantining. That is going to be a huge uh, determination of the outcome of their season. And that's going to be the real tough part. And and I think you're going to see some some sad stories like, this particular team had a really good shot this year. We were playing well, and all of a sudden they got hit with COVID and four or five guys from their lineup were out or, or one or two of their big pitchers uh, got shut down with this. So it's going to be, you know, I think this COVID is going to be a bigger wild card than we think. Uh, you know what else we will probably and, and that see? that being said, you touched, well, and Jason touched on it earlier. He said, you know, I know they're going to start. I don't know if they're going to finish. I think they're going to start. Uh but I think there's a pretty good chance of them not finishing with the same personnel that they started. Oh, but I think the game will go on. They've got 60 guys out there that they can draw from. But but in a lot of cases, I think the guys you start off this 60-game schedule with, uh, in some cases, you're going to end with a completely different roster than you thought. I, I Absolutely. I, Booney just said it best. Is if Mike Trout goes down, the Angels are done. I don't care they have Rendon, whatever, et cetera. If Garrett Cole goes down, and both of these are expecting fathers, um, 
Yankees might be done. I mean, you're going to lose. I guess in my mind, I think it's more offensively. Um, you can't lose one of your three, four hitters, which is going to happen. That's why I think it's, it's, it's going to be a coin toss to see what happens at the very end. Um, here's what else, you know, Jason. Here's, huh? like, here's, I'll be honest with you. If Mike Trout does not play because I, I would I would play a thousand percent and I just quarantine myself. Away. If Mike Trout does not play this year, which he's going to, I mean, that's he's baseball. He's the face of baseball. And well, I mean, he, 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 here's here's a scenario I've been thinking about lately, and it's it's a tough question because uh, you know our, our number one, uh, you know, our job and our living and our providing for our families is is to whatever ball club we're on. But let's just say I, I was just throwing out some scenarios the other day, and it's kind of scary. You know, it's like I go on a road trip. You know, I have a I have a wife, kids at home. My wife and kids got to be able to live their life. The kids yep. got to be they're going to school. Um, you know, my wife has stuff to do, or she's she's go you know she's going to the grocery store to get the kids to feed the kids dinner. Any one of those family members could be exposed at any time. All of a sudden, I come back from a road trip. I give my kids a hug. I give my wife a kiss. Um, I could be exposed right there. And, and I know that tomorrow when I go to the ballpark, I'm going to get tested. So, so I, I don't think we can ask people to quit living their lives. I mean, you've got some veteran players that have got a wife and three or four kids. To tell them when you get back from the road trip, you know, you're going to have to stay in a hotel down the street. I don't think that's going to be realistic. I think people are going to still live their lives. But it, it's kind of the luck of the draw. And I'm not saying from a safety standpoint. I'm just saying anybody could get this at any time. It could well, be. Without a you doubt. Could, you, you, could, you could be on your way to the ballpark and you fill up your, your car with gas. And, and on that yeah, gas handle, the gas you came through, it, could be, it could be as easy as that. So, man. Looney, is, here, let me, let me throw this monkey wrench in there for you. It's because I do know for a fact – because I, I ran into some people that I know with the Royals, it's once a week testing, obviously testing. Now this might just be the Royals and um, obviously your temperature and everything before, but it's once a week testing. Now, I don't know if that changes that or not, because I like you was like, I'm assuming these guys are going to be tested every day. Not the case, at least here. I don't know how any oh, other, every other. I, I think that's a little more realistic anyway, you know, once a week. Uh, but still, it's still you, you never know what's going to happen because this thing, you know, it's like saying during the season, hey, you're not allowed to get sick. And But but normally, if you're sick, you're allowed to play through it. Well, this one, you're not allowed to play through. So let me, it affects the bottom line of the team. Let me jump in and even put this caveat on the season. You know, in football and I know in baseball, it seems like every 10 years or so, for whatever reason, everybody just gets hurt. And then the whole season you see all these kids come up, minor leaguers. And, and you go, who are these guys? Because all your superstars, all your good players, for whatever reason, go down, especially in football, every three to five years it happens. Think about it this Wally year. Pip. That's all I got to say is Wally Pip. Well, think about it this year. In 2019. Right. But look at it like this. If this happens this year, look at how many of these guys could get paid in 2020. These free agent 60-man roster guys who come up for 60 games and – you know, hit 270, 15 home runs, and got these guys are going to get paid based off a shortened season. It happens. Every I, I, I kind of, I don't know though. I think in this particular scenario, I think the owners are going to use this as a reason to suppress the free agent market and suppress. Hey, you know, last year with the financial situation, 
we're not going to be able to pay as much as normal in the free agency. So I'm, I'm going to kind of play devil's advocate with you. And I think this is this free agent year coming up is definitely going to be a down year, no matter how oh, good the free agents yes. are from a, from a financial standpoint. Boy. Because whether it's true or not, the owners are going to play on the fact that, oh, didn't you see last year we didn't have any fans, the money's not quite there, so we'd love to have you, but you're going to have to take this discount. I think next year you're going to see a lot of that and a lot of unhappy players. But that's, you know, that we'll see. I'm speculating. I'm playing devil's advocate. It may happen. It may not. I think, you know, I don't have a crystal ball. That's just my thought. I think you see a lot of, and I'm just making a guy's name up, like a, a Ryan Wahlberg, right? Nobody knows about. Comes up because the first three people in the outfield get COVID for Milwaukee or something. And this guy is just uh, comes in, tears up for a season. And then the Miami Marlins are like, we want that guy. And they're going to pay him. Maybe. Well, Maybe he's but a journeyman, but they're going to pay him $3 million to come on. And That's the Wally Pip story. And then you never hear from well, him think, again. Dennis, I, I think you're going to see, you know, in, in anything, anytime you go through a, a crisis situation, you're going to see some, uh, you're going to see some unbelievable uh, comeback stories. Cinderella and stories. stories. And, and also you're going to see some, some tragic stories where, where, People that were on top, things don't go right. Something goes wrong. They're free agents. Uh, they were in perfect position to, to be in that free agent catbird seat and something went, went wrong. So I think you're going to see uh, a lot of unbelievable stories, guys out of nowhere that come on and yes. just really uh, make a name for themselves and, and use this. But I think you're also going to see those stories like, wow, he was supposed to be a big-time free agent, and look what happened. So uh, – you know, that's what Booney is 100% right, right with his free agents. I mean, these free agents, I feel bad for him because, I, I don't know, like, didn't Mookie Betts start off bad last year? I think that whole and then he, he ended up heating up at the very end of the year. What if something like that happens again? I mean, in my opinion, Mookie Betts is one of the better players in the game, without a doubt. I think that's I agree. that's pretty much um, kind of a – Well, a, I, th- I think this too, Jason, and I think we all have our – you know, we all had kind of when we played, we had our uh, – Swamps, ups and downs. We had our tendencies. You know, sometimes, Jason, hey, I don't know how you did in April, but I know in April I wasn't really a fast starter. I wasn't a terrible starter, but April wasn't my hottest month. Some guys, April is their hottest month. I think this year, going in with the time to really sit back and look at this, I think these players are going to look at it. uh, I think these players are going to look at it through a different lens, where this is different – this is balls to the wall. There is no April this year. It's 60 games and let's go. And we're all starting in the same. So, so nobody's going to have an advantage. So I, I don't think you're going to have the mindset of, oh, I've got April to kind of warm up like I normally do. I think it's going to be more of uh, all hands on deck right out of the shoot. Well, right, let me ask you this question. because And then something we got to wrap I, this up. Well, hang on. I want to ask for one more question, <laughs> then we can wrap it up. How long do you think it's going to take for your veteran players, no, obviously it shouldn't, to come to the ballpark and be like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? We're playing. There's no one here. No, one. I, I don't think it's going to take long. And I think the younger guys, which we had a, a conversation about last week, are going to be the ones, go, 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 go. Do you think that that's going to be a problem? Um, I, I personally do. I, I, I would hope not. But the players that are just like, there's nobody. Because, listen, the fans kind of make you go. Actually, they make sure. you go. And do you think any veteran ball players 
the guys that already made some money that are not, you know. Yeah, but but I don't think it's, it's going to be tough. I don't think, I don't think it's uh, without a doubt it's going to be a challenge. You know, especially for a guy that's been in the league 10, 15 years. It's kind of like, wow, I played all this time. You know, I've had some great success. I've done this. I've done that. I've made a lot of money. Man, do I really need this? Uh, especially if you're not on a on a ball club that's winning. I think that's a great point. Um, but I think, you know, we've all played with that guy that had that kind of attitude. You know, love him or hate him. There, there are guys out there that have that kind of approach. And, and I've played with guys that have quit on me, you know, when it's not a great season. Uh, and, and I don't think you're ever going to change those personalities, whether whether it's a COVID 60-game season or, or it's um, getting into August and in last place. Those guys are going to be those guys. I think for the most part, uh, the guys I've played with, high percentage-wise, are pros. And, and they have a job to do, and they show up and they do a job, rain or shine, doing well or not doing well. So I – I think those personalities are going to are going to are going to go morph right into this season, and you're going to still have those guys. And, and there's going to be those guys that come to the ballpark a month ago. You know what? I'm not playing that good. I've been in this league a long time. We're in last place. We're not going anywhere. Definitely going to have that attitude. But uh, you know, this is a gut check, and this is a, this is a character check on on how you get through this, and, and not only how you get through it, but how you go about getting. All right, let's put a bow on the show. This was a great episode. Thank you so much, Brett, for stopping by doing the podcast. Jason, happy 4th of July. Hopefully we can get through this without any major injuries and see you on the other side. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. It'll be 21 years, and I snapped my ankle. And I still don't like fireworks. I didn't like fireworks before I snapped my ankle. I mean, be 22. I have no idea. But no, you know what? That's good stuff right there, and hopefully we get, gave some listeners some type of an insight uh, to what's getting ready to happen. Cause in all honesty, I don't think anybody knows what's going to happen with baseball. Are they going to get through 10 games or are they going to get through the whole 60? I don't think anybody knows, but um, I-, I will say this, that you're going to see who can manage. You're going to see as far as um, the managers who are puppets and having people come because 60 games is not a joke. You're going to see the players that are going to come to play every day and you're going to see the players who don't really care and are just there to collect a check. So that's going to be the interesting part to me. Maybe that's too much inside information, but it's going to happen. And all these managers have a free, free year. And nobody's going to get fired, in my opinion. But I'm going to tell you what. You're going to know who can manage, who cannot, and what players actually really, really love to play this game. Well, with that being said, happy 4th of July, everybody. Drive safe to wherever you're going. Make sure you get back and make sure you you get back so you can keep downloading these podcasts because we need each and every one of you. So thank you very much. On behalf of everybody here at Wrestling Sports, Jason, myself, Dimitri Young, Brett Boone, happy 4th of July. As always, we here at Wrestling With Sports, Jason Kittle, Dimitri Young, Brett Boone, we thank you so much for listening. show does not go on without you. That's why we need you to grow. So make sure you are out there telling your friends, whether it's on Facebook, Twitter, water cooler at work. We need your help to grow, and that's how you help us grow. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Wrestling With Sports. We do a lot of live shows over there. You can find links to the show and other cool stuff that we will be doing exclusively for Facebook. Twitter, follow Jason Kindle at Jason D. Kindle 18, The Brett Boone 29, 
Da Meat Hook Young, D A Meat Hook Young, Dennis Seven Seven Farrell. You can follow the show's Twitter account at Wrestling WS. Subscribe to the podcast any place you get podcasts, and if you can't find them, head over to YouTube, subscribe there. You'll find it there, or email the show wrestlingwithsports at gmail.com right there is a direct line to us we'll get it whether you have a comment a question you want to be part of the show we will make sure your voice is heard that's what we try really hard at wrestling with sports to do is make sure it's 100 percent interactive with you the fans on behalf of all the guys thank you for listening Whether you're a sports fan or a wrestling fan, maybe you're neither and you just love coming to wrestling with sports for the banter. BlueChew.com has been a proud sponsor of this show back when it was the wrestling perspective with PD Williams and myself. We love BlueChew here. BlueChew loves us. Make sure you go check them out because, listen, guys, I'm going to talk to you guys for a second. You get in the sack. Things are going pretty okay. But sometimes you wish you had that extra little kick, right? You don't want to be the curtain jerker. You don't want to be the jobber in bed. If you're a sports fan, you don't want to know what that means. Go Google it. Uh, wrestling fans, I'm about to do this to you. Listen, if maybe you're the number nine hitter in your bed or you're essentially the pitcher that gets a chance to get up and bat, and we all know how bad pitchers are at batting, in your own bed and you want to change that you want to go from the number nine hitter the number four hitter cleaning up on the bases raking them down the line you know what i mean or wrestling fans you want to be the curtain jerker and you want to go from curtain jerk in the first match to main eventing sexual mania in your own bed you got your own ref that'll roll out from under it you get it you go you count the one two three you win she's satisfied you're satisfied you could do all that with blue chew Go to BlueChew.com. It is amazing. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. You can take it any time of day and night, and because it's chewable, it works twice as fast as the pill. You could take it on a full stomach, empty stomach. It doesn't matter. You listen. You can benefit from more confidence in bed where it counts. And BlueChew, right there, fast, easy. It will enhance your performance. That's the key word there, guys. Enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online by a licensed physician, so you don't have to worry about any awkward doctor visits. You don't have to wait in line at a pharmacy. It ships right to your door in a discreet package. It's made in the USA, so Blue Chew is cheaper than your other options. Amazing. Right now, we have a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment for free. Use this promo code Dennis, D-E-N-N-I-S, and just pay $5 for shipping and handling. And trust me, that is the best $5 you will ever spend. We would give it to you for free, but Jason Kindle's like, nope, we're giving it to them for free. They have to pay for shipping and handling. I'm sorry, what Jason Kindle says goes. Again, that's BlueChew.com, B-L-U-E, Chew.com. Use the promo code Dennis. Try it for free. Let us know what you think. I mean, we have baseball players that text and email us all the time. We have wrestlers that are reaching out that want all this stuff, and we give them the same promo code. They come back happy. So be part of the revolution, the Blue Chew revolution. Make it happen. Your woman will thank you. And women, you know, 
it's okay to sit your man down and say, hey, listen, maybe we should try Blue Chew. It's, it's perfect. BlueChew.com. Use the promo code Dennis.